to Throwback Theater, the show that takes a look back at some overlooked and forgotten films from the 80s, 90s, and early alts. Thank you so much for joining. I am Eric, and I have with me tonight Lee. Just kidding. We don't have Lee here tonight. He's, I don't know, he's fucking he's somewhere. Been abducted. He's been abducted, and my children now have to rescue him. <laughs> I also have Lucas. Hello. Hello. Uh, and wh- what sort of secret agent mission is your three-month-old baby on tonight? Or is it too secret? You can't... Uh, he's pretty good at keeping the secret. He just... Uh, it's cold words, so I don't get it. I don't understand. Wow, that's a fan. Yeah. Uh, man, it's like baby geniuses. <laughs> Another one we should watch. And I have Chris. Hi. You don't have anything prepared? Ah, nah. I th- yeah. Nah. You can I, see him thinking. I thought about making like came. a shiitake mushroom reference. And oh, shit. Got better Taki of it. mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, tonight we're taking a look at the movie Spy Kids. I don't know what year this is from. I'm going to assume like. 99 2000 do you need Did, me to tell uh, you I, I, you I might as well i don't think it's 2000 i think it might be a little bit 99 uh, yeah well chris is gonna look it up and i want to say i picked this movie 2001 but 2001 okay Demon. i i really actually wanted to pick the second one because i saw that once island of lost dreams yes um and i remember as a kid being like very confused by it and thinking it was bonkers and it was weird and i have not seen it since but i felt like we should jump into the world of spy kids with the first one. Um, it also is probably an easier watch, but it's still a weird movie. I'd like to take a moment then, since we're talking about the follow-ups, because this was a huge hit. Oh, so yeah. much so that they, like, the second one came out the following year. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. And then I remember going to the theaters to see Spy Kids 3D. Yes. Which, see, I didn't, I've never seen that to this day. It was one of those movies where... It would tell you when to put the glasses on. Yeah, like oh, 3D yeah. was still just becoming like kind of a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but I remember it mostly because Ricardo Montalban fights Sylvester Stallone in like a mech suit. Oh my and God. I was like, what the fuck well, is that happening? That one's pretty much like all just like CG, right? It, yeah. I it, mean, and it's, it, it banks a lot on the 3D as like, it's pretty bad. That was the one I think was like, okay, okay this is over, but it I wasn't. Think, yeah. They did one more after that with, but it was kids. years later. Yeah. It's like a reboot. And sort I of. think it's Joel McHale is the father. Yes. yes. And I was actually working at, the movie theater in college when that one came out and it had smell of vision. Ah, oh, right. I remember hearing about that. It came with a scratch card mm-hmm. when you bought a ticket and at certain points of the movie, you would interact with the movie and it would tell you to like scratch and sniff something. And I remember there's, there was one on there. It was just fart. Yeah. Like, well, there had to be right. And I'm like, who the fuck is, why do you want to smell fart? Like this isn't funny. But it was, I mean, it was funny, like being at the theater at the time. Cause of course, like all the employees got their hands on it and they'd be walking up like, smell this. Oh God, it's fart. <laughs> <laughs> smell my finger. This one's not from a card. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that was kind of the end. What Spy Kids should have done is probably become, I, this was before streaming really took off, but like a mm-hmm. a streaming show. Yeah, I think I, it would I, have I success there. Were, there was conversation about just making it into a show. It would totally make sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, I you guys all saw this, right? Yes. I figured yeah, I figured as, as twice in the theater. I think I actually saw no, it was Jimmy Neutron. I saw it twice, and that's a story for another time. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely saw this in theaters. I think we rented it a lot too. We we were big fans of this, and you know this sort of because right around that time we have like Agent Cody Banks. Um, what other spy movies have we done? I feel like 
we've had Harriet to, the Spy. Harriet the Spy. It kind of applies. Um, God, there's been a lot of spy movies at that time, and I know we've talked about it before. Um, but even like at at work, we have a summer camp cats that's se- secret agent cats and dogs. It's all secret agent stuff, and it was written. The whole outline was written in 2002. So clearly, they were trying to capitalize on that movement, and that camp sucks. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I remember this being a weird movie as a kid, although I liked it. And as an adult, I found it just as weird. Um, what's, what's my barometer on that? Are you guys in that same boat or? I think it's, I think this is actually a really good movie. I, I, I agree. I think that the Robert Rodriguez does a very good job of balancing the act of making a children's movie and making a spy movie, which is what like Cody Banks and a lot of the other Mm -hmm. ones just couldn't crack yeah because they're trying to still be a children's movie but they're trying to seriously to do like right. something serious but they're still wanting to be for kids so they're never like finding the balance and uh i think the main thing that uh, rodriguez does in this that makes the movie work is the fact that there is no romantic love between right the kid because between brother siblings. and sister, smart, smart move. So like instead of having <laughs> Cody, no, but you know, like, like, I was like kidding. Cody Banks is always like, oh, there's like the love interest for Cody Banks, or there's like the love interest for all these other spies, right. kids. So it becomes like a boring. Yeah, no, thing. it was more of like the parents sort of bickering and coming back together in, in a way. But no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, and you know, it's always age of Cody Banks and stuff. It's it's a rich white guy in a suit in a warehouse who owns a bunch of warehouses <laughs> and has some crazy scheme. That's what I was going to say works about this so much. Like, I think, yeah, because it, it's just weird enough that mm-hmm. it's unique. And you're like, well, I haven't seen this before. Right. And it's fun. And it's kind of a four quadrant movie because I think the comedy really lands. Like I watched mm-hmm. this alone mm-hmm. as the, a 32 year old man and like and laughed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is funnier. Than- I forgot Tony Shalhoub was in this movie mm-hmm. and that he's actually the villain. Yeah. And did, I watched this right after Paul Rubin passed away because he's in this movie, too. R.I.P. Yeah. So that's why we're doing this. <laughs> we we predicted Paul Rubin's well, death. Because <laughs> going with uh, even with Chris is saying that the the the. The villains have like this because all these movies are always trying to spoof or go off of James Bond, but they yep. never have their villain be like a blowfeld that is living in a volcano, right? Uh, you know, trying to you know, or trying to nuke the earth so that his weird people on the moon can survive and then repopulate the planet. No, our villain just wants Science a popular children's show, yeah, pretty much. But, but, He's like, a but, they, but yeah. they have this crazy again, like they have the weird set, the whole like the whole lair it builds upon like the James Bond weird big layers that some of these yeah turning all of, turning all of these different espionage agents into weird caricatures of themselves yes. who are like i don't know what would you compare it to like teletubbies yeah yeah, yeah sure kind of like that but they're gross more, more yeah more, more grotesque, grotesque. Yeah. yeah um yeah it's almost a little bit Terry gilliam that way where it's like yeah there it there is almost like a grotesque element to some of the, some of the, like the the designs of the layer and and of the characters and stuff but I, just enough where it sort of just tips its toe it's still into, whimsical sp- yeah. i was gonna say speaking yeah. of toes close the, the, oh, yeah. the, the, the thumbs the, the thumbs, yeah. thumbs yeah. who are like what a great way to have the nameless thugs. henchmen yeah <laughs> yeah of because like every bond movie has like oh 
who the fuck are all these guys who work in the secret <laughs> volcano layer? Like, but, there's, but there's also hundreds they can't of them. shoot. They're also yeah, there's yeah, they're, they're like, all in they're all in uniform. I'm like, uh-huh. do these guys come in and clock in every day? Like, this is a normal <laughs> nine to five for them. Yeah, like they're just you know the the nameless villain lifestyle, Chris. Yeah, so in this one, having it be just like, oh, they're the robotic thumbs, and, and they're they, it kind of it's on the saying, what are what are y'all thumbs? And like they can't pick up things and they trip over things and and they're a nice uh, comic relief to to everything. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of fun stuff in this movie other than sort of the villain. I mean, I love when they go to the island and they like have like their own cabin there that where they like cook whole meals. And okay, stuff like so that. that was the coolest thing. Yeah. As a kid, I remember being like, oh, they would just put like a little box in a, like a, essentially a microwave. microwave. Mm-hmm. And then it's a whole 30 seconds later, it would, be, yeah, it would yeah. be an entire meal. Which yeah. they uh, do that too in the, fifth ele- in the fifth element. So, you know, stole that from. Oh, you're right. They do yeah. do that in fifth element. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess just backing up, I don't know how much we really need to recap this movie, but, uh, I guess I'll just say very quickly. We have, um, uh, oh my God, what's, what are the parents' names? Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. And Carla Gugina. Yes. Who's and, one of the most beautiful women. Yes. In all of cinema. And, uh, she's from what, from which country? American? I, I think they're working for like fake, uh, like yes. OMS and the other one is, uh, right. Yeah. But he's clearly I think it's British and American like things but they're supposed to go kill what? each other or is he yes. spanish i thought he was spanish. spanish i mean he is a spanish but i don't know if he's working for like the spanish it's like, not really important. they're just working for different espionage groups yeah. they're, they're rival it? spies yeah. who fall in love and then they kind of escape and they have kids and then they decide to go on one last mission and instantly like get captured and then it's up to the kids and uh cheech marin <laughs> um <laughs> and uh, danny and Danny Trejo. Danny. Oh, Danny Trejo. Right. Okay. Yeah. He shows up. Which Machete. have you guys? Yeah. I've not seen the the Machete movie. I did. Is it? It's, uh, it's, it has nothing to do with this. It's much, right, but no, it's the nothing. same character, right? I mean, theoretically, uh, okay. very loosely. All but right. I mean, by that, name only. That movie was much more fun when it was like a, a two minute trailer. Mm, gotcha. It should have just stayed as a two minute trailer. Yeah. <laughs> and so the kids. Uh, uh, God, what are they? I watched this like two weeks Junie ago. Junie and, uh, and Carmen. Carmen. Uh, they have to go rescue their their parents, and they get sucked into this world of high tech gadgets and spies and stuff like that. I like when so their parents are captured. They're home alone, and they're being uh, babysat by is it Uncle, Uncle Felix? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who's Cheech Marin? Mm-hmm. And the house gets attacked, and like so, he goes into like this emergency protocol that they know nothing about, and he's going to put them on the sub. But I just love when he's like. And I'm not your uncle. And he tears off his fake mustache. I'm like, why do you have a fake mustache? Because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> and it is funny. It works. Like, I laughed. And I'm like, oh, yeah. The most unnecessary thing, like, to have a fake mustache for these kids who don't know any better at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they get away in the uh, in the submarine. Yeah, the mini sub, which is kind of, I, I also find it funny, funny. Yeah. Yeah. When he just, yeah. He just goes to the bathroom. It's yeah. like the little thing. Now flushing your poop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because she's like asleep the whole time. Yeah, she kind of falls asleep real away. Him around the sub, uh, doing things, eating and pooping, you know, everything else. <laughs> um, and they get to the cabin because he's also, we should mention, I guess, just to set it up, he's yeah. being bullied at school. Yes. Right. He's got warts. Which, again, that sequence early on also made me laugh really hard. When he imagines his dad kicking the other Well, no, Antonio ass. Banderas has the daydream oh, of like, yeah, oh, true. I could kick this guy's ass and throw him. And then all the children cheer for him. Yeah. And he's just like taking it all in. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. I wish that that would come, would have uh, come back. I, I wanted to see that the bully's dad uh, come back and I don't know, just get humiliated in some way. Um, yeah. Oh, well. Um, so 
Negative five. Negative five <laughs> from me. And that's that's it. I, I guess we can end up end the episode. Um, yeah. What else happens? Is they go to the cabin. I've talked. Oh, the the third brain. The third brain lives is what they know. Yeah, because now we also introduce to the villain at this point who is Floop, uh, Floop. Floop. And he is a TV Alan show. Cummings. Yeah, which is a kids oh wait, TV did show. I say did I say Paul Rubens? Uh, it's Alan Cummings, isn't it? Is that yeah. who you meant? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. thought Paul Rubens was one of the one of the when, other spies. When he said Paul I, was like, I, was I was like, I was trying to. I was like, I, I don't remember him. And he's very like, he has a very unique look and voice. And you know what it was? It was because he passed away like the day before, and I just like in my head, I was like, yeah, that's Paul Rubens. Anyway, go on. Somewhere yeah, Alan yes. Cummings is very mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> it's floop. And you know uh, what? But when he dies, you know, I'm gonna have to kill him next, just so we can put this out. And they're trying to sell uh, the TV show or high tech stuff oh, to right. Robert. No, Robert Patrick. Yeah. Robert yeah. Patrick? Yeah, Robert Patrick. Yeah, it's Robert Patrick. Because he's the other agent. Robert Patrick, to... essentially, their mastermind plan is Floop is a genius who has... Allegedly a genius. Yeah, creates robots, um, but primarily is focused on his award-winning children's, children's TV show. <laughs> but he's made replicas of children of Famous, very influential people yeah. in the world. So, like, it, the president's kid or mm. uh, the prime minister's kid. Yeah, exactly. But the problem is they look exactly like the children, but they cannot talk, talk or yeah, act. or act like children. Yeah. They kind of just go. Nom, 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 nom. So to resolve that, they need what is called the third brain, which was a device that Antonio Banderas had worked on years prior. That is a f- artificial intelligence, essentially. Yeah. Right. Okay. And they thought he destroyed it, but he actually just destroyed a, a walnut he had in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody was yeah. the wisest. And so this movie is funny. When they when they cut, it's like a wide shot, and he smashes down the hammer, and all of like the rest of the scientists are are watching him. He's like not really hiding it. He's just like, okay, let me put this walnut here, crack it, break it. No one, no one's any wiser. Uh, so he still has this third brain. Um, and it's at the cabin that they go to on the island. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, Which they accidentally find it and it's taken by a uh, what is the actress? Is Terry Hatcher? No, is it Terry Hatcher? The, uh, oh, the one who is supposed to be their parents' friend and yes. actually betrays them. It's Terry. I, I, I don't know. Um, anyway. Yeah, isn't it Terry Hatcher? I think so. All right. We also yeah, because George Clooney's also in this movie. Uh, he hasn't shown up oh, yet. Oh right, yeah. Isn't he yeah. in the? I think. No. He oh yeah, but he's the in the movie though. Yeah, he only yeah. shows up at the yeah, very end. Yeah, Terry Hatcher is the one who. You know, it's like, oh, hi, kids. Like, yeah, and then, then she's secretly like, working for Floop. Yeah, so or still, Robert they have Patrick. the whole chase of with the yeah. with the jetpacks. Mm-hmm. Jetpacks are cool. Uh, Fun sequence. I yeah. like that sequence too, especially because like I, I love when they point the the weird guns to the the bad guys, and they all started laughing, and then it was like, yeah, you don't even know how to use the thing, do you? And it's like, no, but we know it's heavy. And they just like toss it at their face. Loved it. Well, did she get burnt up after all that or something? She does with the jetpack. Okay. It's one of those like almost Looney Tune moments where yeah. she takes it to the face and then like her hair is all Just spiky burned and yeah. burnt. Yeah. Um, pretty much after that, they end up going to Floop's Island, right? No, they, they, they'll, they'll get to... Oh, they to, go to, they go to Machete. They go to they, they'll find Machete. Yeah. Um, and which I always liked that scene because it was like, like world's smallest camera. It's like he just had all the, these cool tech gadgets and stuff. But that's when they meet their their, their spy actual kids. uncle, and they also right. get attacked by the they, yes they're by their, their robot versions of themselves. Yeah. And he's Antonio Banderas's brother, and they don't speak. Yes, why don't they speak? Um, uh, I unclear? don't remember if it is because he's actually, at the wedding in the story they tell. Yes, I don't think it's explicitly. Uh, I thought he tells explained? them why, and I don't. I now I don't remember. 
Yeah, I, I watch it. I watch it for the last week when we're supposed to record it. So I don't know. Apologies. Uh, well, if you know it, you can text us right now. At, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna start a poll. A, do you think it was this reason? <laughs> B, uh, and yeah. So they get tech gadgets and then they go to Floop. How, yeah. do, how do they know that they have to go? Well, to they Floop? they also steal the little the the little plane. It's essentially like little Nelly from James Bond. Yes, a little flight plane. Yeah. Well, how do they know to? To go to Floop. Um, they watch the... Does Terry Hatcher show them the video? Because they see the video where if you play the Floop intro she, song backwards, it's tells all them. the agents. Right. She tells them. Floop is a madman. Help us. Save right. us. Yeah. But she, instead, it's like a quirky, them. goofy, weird song. Yeah. yeah, she's the one that tells them about it to try to get their trust. And find I think the, the that Junie recognized the the thumbs, the thumb people, um, because they're also on the show. Yes. So like they showed up and... I mean, imagine watching a show and being like, oh, these are just computer-generated thumb people. And you look out your window and you're like, whoa, fuck. <laughs> That's yeah, so I don't know if we need to describe the thumb people, but the thumb people are just th- like arm, both arms, both, both legs, legs, and their head are a Thumbs. thumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. And then they just have a torso. Attached to a yeah. torso. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know a few guys like that. Um, <laughs> and so then they end up at Floops, and this is really where the rest of the movie takes place on like Floops Island. Um, they go into the, the, the virtual room. Yes. Which is, is it only one way in? It's a weird. Yeah, I think so. But you can get lost in there forever. I, 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 yeah, it's, it's a, I don't think they fully explain how that works. It's, it's a fun house. Floops Island is a fun house because there's a spot where like the floor falls. It's also similar to the man with the golden gun who has a fun house on an island. I see. I don't know. I like that scene too. With the very clever <laughs> and he just yeah, like, smacks well, his face into it I like that because it comes back again so they think the floor fell Antonio Banderas tries to jump it and it falls more but it's all just fall, glass yeah, it's just glass okay and then we come back to it and I think the kids are there yes and one of them falls through it right and then one of them falls through it yeah. which is yeah a, a cool idea Um, and then we sort of it's revealed that Floop isn't really the bad guy yes it's Tony Shalhoub Tony Shalhoub because at this point I think he has Floop like Locked up, right? Because he, he he gets the the he third gets the brain. brain, right? The woman gives it to him, and he's like, "I don't need you anymore, Floop. Get get out of here." And he sends Floop to the uh, what's it called? The virtual the, room. Virtual room. Yep. Yeah, yep. Um, God, I love Tony Shalhoub is great. The cast of this movie is really it's a strong yeah. cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the kids, I don't know, get out and save the day. They do save the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the those gets turned into a. A creature that Junie designed earlier. Which right. is also established in the movie that he despises them. He thinks the show's gross. Yes. Right, yeah. Um, and, and the whole time, Floop Show was number two show, and he's like, what does it need? What is it missing? It's children. missing kids. Yeah. Yeah, ch- children, right? Um, there's Which a th- ultimately is like, that's how he uses his robotic robots. children. Right, because th- he finds a way to flip the third brain somehow, like remotely. Yeah. Also, uh, I don't know. If you're a robot, you're not part of SAG, so he doesn't Ooh, have yeah. to pay any of those kids royalties. <laughs> uh, they feed can. They, yeah, it doesn't have to feed them. They can work more yeah. than like five hours yeah, at a no, time. No breaks whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. a pretty good deal for Floop. <laughs> Plus, he seemingly had hundreds of those kids like already built. So yeah, he's uh, yeah. There's a whole factory of them. I, being I built, think right? I think they say he's five hundred because at one point when. Wow. The four of the family get together, and the kids are gonna right like run towards them as they're like uh, they're gonna show Robert Patrick how the kids are good, and then and tell me, "Well, you take the one hundred on that side, you take the one hundred on that <laughs> side, 
And yeah. he says, like, well, what about the other 100? And Danny Trejo just like, yeah. flies into the wall. That's right. And he's ready to fight. And so. then they fight the kids, and then but Floop saves it by switching the brain. Wait, wouldn't it be yes. weird, though, if you're like the chancellor of Germany? And like you're like, hey, that looks a lot like my kid on this flute. TV show. <laughs> well, because like even after, if you're if you're Angela Merkel, and you're like, because <laughs> after that, they they just keep showing that some of these kids are also just on the world saving people. Because like there was the one kid who just like walks someone out of a oh, that's a right, the fire. robots like go and do good, yeah, and just like gives a thumbs up, and then it's like, yeah, and these kids are doing great. And it's like, well, yeah, that's that you did be not my have son. my permission to license my child's face into a <laughs> robot. Yeah, you're gonna get sued. Um, and then I guess that's kind of. I mean, the the government doesn't get their spy kids. Um, and I don't know what uh, Tony Shalhoub's gets morphed into sort of a loopy creature oh, yeah, thing so with like a bunch of heads. Well, what happened? How does how does he? End? He he stays working for Floop in the show. Does he? Yeah, at the end of it, you see, like, oh, my new friends. And he shows, like, Tony Shalhoub is just there also with his, like, oh, kind of looking weird. Like, oh, I guess this is what I do now. Yeah. Which I believe he shows up in the second one. Oh. It's, I don't know if it's the second. Or, there's one remember. of the sequels at in the climax. There's one of those moments where it's like everyone from the previous movie. It must be oh. the third one because yeah, Steve Buscemi shows up. Okay. And then it's like, Floop shows up with Tony Shalhoub and it's huh. Antonio Banderas and Machete and George Clooney and they're all there together to do what to defeat Stallone, St- Stallone I guess at that point which was a yep. weird time in his career <laughs> yeah he's like yeah I'll be the bad guy in Spy Kids 3D <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because that's exactly how he sounds in that movie <laughs> uh, I do like the the scene where Tony Shalhoub and he I think he has his head changed at this point he's trying to sit on Floop's chair which is like a, oh, a like a bronze hand and he like just like can't <laughs> get comfortable yeah keep sliding around in it um and then they go back and uh do we ever see junie's bullies or anything like that it just sort of he, his his warts go away and his that's warts sort of go his, away yeah. he's been struggling with warts yeah and, uh, and i also like that the the movie is a, a a fun little twist review because he kept saying yeah one of the kids uh the two parents are going to the mission and they're discussing that one of their kids still pees the bed and we and all assume it's assumed that it's Junie. Right. And then and like Carmen. Carmen's just being like a bitch to him at one point. He's like, I can I can be mean to you too. He's like, Oh yeah, what can you do? You you fart face or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Well, at least I don't pee the bed. And then she just gets real the, it, Yeah, their their dynamic oh, yeah, was, she, was really good. She, she says, How long have you known? And he says, Mom maybe swear not the same. <laughs> yeah, because like a lot of time when it's brothers and sisters fighting in shows, it, it never comes off as real right i mean look at like the even stevens movie um or just even stevens in general but this kind of felt like oh this is how kids actually talk to each other no i agree yeah Um, yeah and like like, like, almost like rash violence yeah i thought kids are cruel yeah yeah even in like the the earlier scenes in the movie they have like a their house is beautiful they're on like the spanish coast i assume something like that are they in spain uh it's unclear Uh it's unclear but they're going to like a more of an american school because like I, I, in, when they they go to the park, it's it's shot in Santiago in Chile, but it's called like something else. It's like a, a fake name of a so town. maybe just like an undisclosed location because it, it looks very like town. like Spanish style. Their their yeah. house, yes. it's gorgeous. Yeah, but um and yeah, they're on like a cliff face. Yeah, but uh, inside the house, they have what I always also thought was really cool. I was like I want that. The like at 11 gym, years old, yeah, like, and yeah. it's like huge. It's like a training, training. center, yeah. jungle gym. Yeah, it looks like a, like a, an American Ninja Warrior like rig in mm-hmm. their house. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so they do that like before school, but at one point, like, yeah, he just like 
whips like a 10 pound weight at her oh yeah and he misses and he breaks like a, a vase but i'm like yeah that's like the kind of like yeah violent reactionary you would have to a sibling we're like fuck and then like and then you're like oh shit could have killed it don't tell mom don't tell mom yeah i once uh side story i was very bored one day at my house as a kid and we had this little like bowling set with like a hard plastic ball and like some pins and I don't know, I found it one day and I'm like, I'm going to like set it up somewhere instead of bowling. We're, I'm going to like throw it kind of like that game at like like the boardwalk where you, you know, you, you knock over like the, the milk bottles. Yeah. And I set it up on our grill, which was directly in front of a window. Oh. <laughs> and oh. one throw completely misses everything, shatters <laughs> the window. And I had to just be like, yeah, mom, sorry, I uh, broke the window. AJ did it. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> That's OK. That's not a, I once broke my brother's nose on accident. How? And I freaked out. <laughs> How? We were just like, like you do, like just two yep. siblings home alone after school, unsupervised, got into a fight over God knows what. And it was a pushing thing. I shoved him. He fell backwards. And the, the, at the time, the edge of the couch we had were, were, were wood. Okay. Don't yeah. know why you designed uh, couches that yeah, way, yeah, but I they were. This. And he, the way he landed was just a perfect angle where nose edge of wooden couch and he just crumbled, and I was like, I freaked out. <laughs> like I like panicked and like ran away for a minute, and was like, Oh my god, I, what did I? What have I done? <laughs> and then he had to take his school picture with the broken nose, oh, and his face no. was all swollen. And, no. Oh, it was the worst. <laughs> that sucks. Great photo, but uh, terrible, terrible story. One, one more quick story before we 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 go back to Spy Kids. My my older brother also broke his nose. Uh, through entirely his fault. Uh, he, he, got <laughs> he jumped it. off the house. We had told him not to do it. Yeah, basically. Uh, I swear he got this at like a fair or like a school event. A little, I shouldn't say little, kind of medium-sized plastic boomerang <laughs> that worked and worked well. Shut up. Yeah, and so my older brother went out to our yard, threw it, and this, fu- <laughs> this fucker soared. I mean, it went far, flew up high, came back, sliced him across the nose. <laughs> and he still to this day cannot breathe throughout through one side of his of his nose his one nostril that could be in this movie (laughs) right that could be like oh he's a gadget he throws it comes back and just smacks him in his own face it's really funny to watch him vape because it just shoots out one nostril (laughs) that's such a great that's like the worst bond villain things like what can we do to make (laughs) him interesting well what if he could only breathe out of one nostril (laughs) in his nose (laughs) okay but how interesting backstory could you put in a boomerang it sounds like the like a like the story game that we play where you like here's your your producer note uh a boomerang needs to be involved uh so at the end george clooney shows up and i did like george clooney's cameo because he has you can't see his eyes because he has the black bar over top and then he like he takes it. off yeah. the black he, like, bar. Yeah, he physically grabs it and removes yeah, it. Yeah, puts it back <laughs> and on. Puts it back on. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just about family. They're like, no, we're all going to go together because we're a family. We're a unit. A unit. End of. End of movie. It's pretty fast moving. It is. Uh, I'm gonna. We'll circle back to the end real quick, but only because you brought up the George Clooney thing. Mm-hmm. I just want to mention one of the one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and you can watch this on YouTube. I'm pretty sure. Is in the third film, the the the, the, the over the at yeah. the end the outtakes. There's, there's a yeah, there's a there's a scene in Spy Kids 3D where it is again. It's the same thing. It's Clooney with the black line over his eyes, okay. and he's being hacked pretty to, much. Yeah, talking to them, giving Stallone. them a mission over the screen. But Stallone hacks into his screen, and so Clooney morphs into Stallone. Is this was actually in the movie? Or yeah, this is no, the this, is, this okay. is in the movie. Okay. So, so, like, so his face kind of morphs and it's like, and he turns into Sloan. He's like, hello, like you thought you could get rid of me. 
put in the outtakes because like, when you when you watch it you see like it starts with george clooney's he starts doing like and right. then like the, oh, it morphs okay. into so he had to do, do the go like rah, face things yeah. in it and he starts cracking up on the outtakes okay and then right. he's just like why am i doing this like a <laughs> career yeah. <laughs> uh yeah well i wonder why he did do it i mean People like Robert, well, he yeah. goes back from to he from also, Dust Till Dawn. It was his first oh, good so point. Yeah, this is his, first, his first movie was with Robert Rodriguez and is Tarantino. That true? Yeah, because before true. that he was still just like the TV doctor the guy, from yeah. General Hospital, yeah, ER, ER. Yeah, um, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. that was like his first kind of like movie that he did. No significant I, movie, I guess. Yeah, because he's in like you yeah, know, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Well, yeah, I think that he was like at least like the lead. Yeah, like he is the movie. Did did Robert Rodriguez have some sort of obligation to make this movie or the sequels? No, I think he. No, I think he always wanted to make he, this. Uh, Rodriguez is an interesting dude. Yeah, I read his book. Because some of this, I think this movie he made like specifically because he has kids. Right. That's sure. how Shark Girl and Lava Boy. Boy, yeah. No, Shark, Shark Boy, Boy and Lava Girl. Excuse whatever. me. Was made because that was like a story he had just they are made up the, and they are as in a bedtime the second story, movie, aren't they? Who's that? Shark. Boy and Lava Girl. Oh, is this, a, is this a cross universe no. thing? No. Are they not on that island? I think that they are. No, no that I came don't after. think so. That was after the fact. That doesn't matter that they were because the, right? the next the the second movie came out a year after this one. And Shark Boy and Lava Girl is is a little bit down the line. But you can still have the characters in there. I but don't. Are think... you saying they were the characters or even the same actors? I'm pretty sure in the, the second character. movie. I mean, it's been a long time, but it's I basically thought... just them and Steve Buscemi on this island with with creatures. Yeah, they're kind of like claymation dinosaurs. They're yeah, like, they uh, maybe you're right. I, I don't remember the second yeah, who one. Who knows? It does seem like something that that they would do, though. Have some sort of cross Although universe thing. Actually, Shark Boy and Lava Girl is only it's 2005, so it's not that much later. So he just made these movies to to make some because I don't know yeah, a lot they about were the Rodriguez movies. First ones were hits. Even they if you see his, his last things on Netflix that he did is all they're all for kids. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. were very popular. Was it? Is it? I think it was a movie or a show. I forgot. I think it's a he show. just has his own thing. Like he has his own studio, the Troublemakers, down in like mm-hmm. I think Austin or Houston, one or the other. It's in Texas. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, I don't know. I think he just he has like kind of a freedom there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's always kind of worked outside of the studio yeah. system. Yeah. Uh, and for better or worse. Right. Sometimes it's sometimes you get Sin City, and then sometimes you get the uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. That's a yeah. kind of a fun movie. It's a weird movie. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> but again, when you watch the cast, it's like, well, how can I not it's watch everyone. this? It's yeah. everyone. Yeah, it's literally everyone, everyone is in that movie. Yeah. Um, so how name think, someone. They're in it. <laughs> how, how do you think this ranks in terms of other Robert Rodriguez movies? I think it's kind of high up there. Like, if, if I'm coming at it and appreciating it for a, a family film, mm-hmm. and with his filmography, I don't know. I'd put it in his I, maybe fifth. I mean, it's like realistically, and I mean that. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's definitely his top five. I okay. think Sin City's incredible. That might be my personal favorite. I would rank that maybe number one. Okay. Well, Dust we don't need to Dawn, go there. Super oh, yeah. You're right. I don't yeah. need to do this. I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> well, You're not I, wrong. No, I mean, I think you you made a good point about family films. I mean, look at over the the course of this podcast, how many family films we have where it's just the theme is it's a family coming together and how flat they all feel and this this sort of feels like 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 you know how like the simpsons really change like sitcoms and families on tv and stuff like yeah. that now before it was all like seventh heaven sort of stuff this feels like the simpsons compared to 
You, you know what I mean? It's like Is it because it's done with the flair of someone who I don't know, would you call him an auteur? Maybe, but I I think that it, well I think that's part of it for sure. It, that it's sort of fresher feeling, it's quicker. Um but I feel like it just feels more realistic to I mean we talked about how the kids talk to each other. Like the elements that make the family the family feel it moves realistic. fast too. Yeah. And it's a fun visual style, but not everyone can like okay, do you consider ET Got it. That, that, do you consider it in the seen, same like do you consider ET. those equal? Like would you consider ET also a family film? Yes, yes, but again, I haven't seen ET since man, maybe high school. Cuz I think the last time that like someone like Spielberg, who's obviously like maybe the most renowned filmmaker of all time, mm-hmm. tried to do something that was even close to this was like Big Friendly Giant, which was like his uh, most you, bon- you, like, I, I think I was could say Hugo from Martin Scorsese is a family film. But same thing, did you like Hugo? I did. I, I liked Hugo. I really liked it. I, I don't really remember it. I'll say really that. Boring. I don't think kids like that movie. Uh, no, well, but it's no. a family film. It's but, but does that mean... But I don't think because it's... it's, it's if the, the kids the don't like kids. it, I don't think it's successful. It may. I, no I, I think it was successful. And it's, I'm it's, not saying financially. Kids I'm talking leads, about... I think that becomes like... Because kids may not like it. Like that movie's over two hours long. It, yes. I watched it with my mom, so that's my family, and we had a good time with it. Yeah, but, but how old remember. were you? Uh, I don't know, like twenty five. Exactly. <laughs> but like, you try like show an eight year old Spy Kids and Hugo. It's Spy Kids every day. Well, sure. Well, yes. That's what I'm saying. It's just it, but then also, if you just show them Baby Shark, they'll also choose <laughs> Baby Shark over this. I disagree. I, I an eight year old. An eight year old. Well, we have eight yeah, more no. years to test this out with Lucas's baby. That's so, true. I yeah. like that we have a <laughs> human guinea pig. Chris, the, when Colleen was babysitting her family, the, the eight-year-old did not like Hercules, the cartoon. Well, that kid is a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, it was too it was too scary. He didn't like it. Uh, okay, okay, but he didn't like it because he was a scary cat. But that's going to be scary from this <laughs> one. He's going to be scared with spike kids. Yeah, he, I, th- I think there would be certain kids that would get a little freaked out by the creatures and people turning into the creatures. You're not wrong, and, but I mean, I was also a kid who leaned into all that stuff. So yeah. this was like my well, it makes it, it makes it more memorable, I, I guess, ultimately. Like, it's not G, it's PG for a reason, you know? Um, if there's not that, a little something there, because that, that's what puts it in your brain. Right, exactly. Right? There has to be a little bit of fear, some if, stakes, if like something If you're so worried memorable. about making it like, oh, like no kid can like have any bad dreams about this at all, then you're just going to end up with like cops and Robertsons or something. <laughs> something totally vanilla that is no, 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 they, they, have, they have nightmares about it. It's like, why is this so bad? Sorry, I didn't mean to insult this movie by even just talking about cops and <laughs> Although Robertson. The idea of a child having nightmares about Jack Palance is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh, did you have the Jack Palance nightmare again? I saw you again, Mom. Oh. <laughs> I need Chevy Chase. <laughs> he has like a Chevy Chase doll. He sleeps with every night. <laughs> We're just going to let Chris about? laugh this one out for That's a little just bit. It. That idea is really, really funny. <laughs> have a Chevy Chase doll or just have both, nightmares of Jack Palance? Both, both is really funny. That like a child has a reoccurring nightmares of Jack Palance and, and the only and thing that helps soothe it is their Chevy Chase doll. <laughs> I think there's a script there, Chris. Just got to figure out the rest of it. Or not. A lot of these movies that we've seen seems like they have like a a joke that they just try to milk it for an hour and a half. Just a child who's aware of Jack Pound. It's like like Jack Pound's face who looks like a prune with a cigarette in it. Just haunts and, their and, and dreams. And just cops and robbers because like 
He's in a sweater. <laughs> Jack Palance is disappointed in me. Uh, <laughs> okay, anyway, all right. So I know we haven't talked about this movie too, too much, but I think that's ultimately because it's going to be an overall positive movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's like there's, fun. I'll it's, talk yeah. about Carla Gugina some more. Show me, too. I fucking well, love what her I want to know so is what, what what did the kids ever do? They were in the two other Spy Kids. She the the girl is in. She's in Machete. In, in she, oh, yeah, is she? And she is hot. She's very really grown yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. in um, that film. She's also in. Have you ever seen Repo the the genetic opera? Is she in that? Yeah, I think she's the main character. I'm. I didn't. Sure. I didn't realize that was that this much that bleh, that much later after this film. I'm the, pulling the, up the, the Wikipedia. The so boy, I'll find I, out. I don't know. I just, he I doesn't seem like he did anything. much. You can. I. I actually looked at both their filmographies when I was watching the movie because I was had the same question. Because they have a lot of royalties, I guess. Alexa Vega. Uh, she looks very different. She's on. A, I think she might be on a sitcom now. She was in Little Giants, a movie that we've talked about doing a lot. She must be really tiny in that. Because yeah. that's, that's like five or six years She's prior in Twister. She's in Dennis the Menace Strikes Again. Uh, all the Spy Kids. And yeah, Repo the Genetic Opera, that is her. Um, she does make an appearance in Grindhouse. the sort of the, the reboot of yeah. Spy Kids. Spy Kid all the time in the world. Uh, you said Grindhouse? Uh, or Planet Terror. I think she's also one of those. What year did that come out? Um, but then she's definitely on a Machete or yeah. Machete Kills. Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. I've never seen that one. I don't think that she's in no. Planet Terror. Okay. Um, but let me see. what. Well, do you want to guess the budget box office while I have? The first? This was a big hit. I, oh, wait, I, I assume it cost, I, what, $30 million? Yeah, oh, but wait, I think wait, this wait, was also in theaters on. for like weeks. Like This had a really good run. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna have to pull up Box Office Mojo. It's normally list- listed on Wikipedia, uh, but it is not. Is it so thirty million. I just, I just said I'm gonna have to look it up. Chill. I'm just doing I, my I bet, it's, I bet it's less. I mean, considering Rodriguez, yes. Yeah. I'm just assuming that for some of the big sets, but I think you're right. I think it's maybe closer to twenty. Yeah. Yeah, this dude didn't do anything. However, he is married. Junie. Yes. Good for him. To Megan Trainer. I don't know what it is. That name sounds All familiar. about that base, not that base. No trouble. He's married to her. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Spy Kids, Box Office Mojo. Here we go. Uh, yes, he box Office. Base. What are you gonna mojo. guess, Chris? We need a number. Eighteen. That's what it costs. It's pretty good. Uh, I don't have the budget. Oh, good job. I don't. Know. I guess I'll just search for budget. Jesus Christ. Why is it so hard to find this? I guess we're gonna have to edit. We should just. I know this is just like a lot of like dead air. See, this is uh, why we. Okay, need I, got it, I got it. 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 What all these what, things? What, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> Chris, what did you guess? Eighteen. Eighteen, and you? Uh, thirty, but probably twenty. Thirty-five. Ah, yeah, more expensive is. than I thought. Yeah, I, I, it looked expensive, but I was like, you're right, because like Rodriguez can make box real office cheap stuff. One eighty. 155. 147.9. Uh, Lucas, you're you're getting good at this. On it. Um I'm losing my touch. And you're too mainstream now, Chris. <laughs> wow, I mean, even Spy Kids 3D on a budget of 38 million grossed 197 million. So they never spend more than 40 million in any of these ones? Do you see the yeah. second one is second, also just second 30 one also says 38. Yeah, well, 38. when you watch them, they don't they don't have a lot of locations, really. No. no. And, and, I mean, the and, last one was like all green screen, so yeah, yeah, yeah especially 3D. That's all. That's yeah. them in on a set 
And, like, and it's a green screen. They're just in a warehouse. What yeah. I always hated about the sequels was the fact that, like... With Carla Montalban. <laughs> we, we always just kept getting less and less of Antonio Banderas and Carla Gugino. Right? Yes. Yeah. They're bare, I think they have, like, a scene Yeah, in I the think third the third one. one, they just, like, make one scene and they're just... They're gone. Which I get it. They're people that are doing other things. They're pretty... Pro- yeah, I mean, Antonio Banderas is a pretty prominent actor. Carla Gugino gets a lot he's of done. work. Um, uh, do, do you guys? I was gonna say the thirty three, but that can't be right. That can't be the last movie he's done. No, he, he's in a like a Spanish movie. With, uh, well, that's what I mean. He kind of competition. Which he is does fun. that, which is uh, what I like about him. Is like he'll do like these like kind of American blockbusters, but then he'll go do like you know yeah, an independent Pedro film and like, or, uh, but also be like, European yeah, I'll, I'll do this weird thing and like looks silly or sad or like I'll I'm in your control. And he's one of those kind of actors, and I I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, have you guys ever seen? Uh, I feel like you have, uh, Chris. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Absolutely. Um, well, David Hyde Pierce is in it, and when they did the TV show, there's a second season of the TV show. He's in one scene, and they Antonio like. Banderas? Uh, no, no, uh, David, Hyde David Hyde Pierce. And I only bring this up because it feels like what uh, kind of Antonio Banderas is doing in this um, in this movie. And it's one scene, and they're like, "We're going to talk to him through the computer." And it's clearly just him sitting in his office with a webcam recording it, just reading lines off of off his screen. And the back he has shelves with like all of his like Oscars and like awards back there. And he just looks so pissed off that he's like is there has, has to read these. And he just the last thing last time you see him, he just goes, yeah, OK, and gets up and like leaves the room. <laughs> and they're like, wow. This... Yeah. And I feel like Antonio Banderas like, yeah, yeah, we'll show up for a scene. You have like eight million for me. Right. OK. Yeah. Great. Does David Hyde Pierce have that many awards? I didn't really. I mean, I assume he's he won an Emmy from like Frasier. I, it wasn't like loaded. There was a few up there. Yeah. Who knows? Isn't David Hyde Pierce in? Uh, Kelsey, never mind. I was going to say Kelsey Grammer is the person I was confusing with David Hyde Pierce. Were you going to say the Expendables? Yes. <laughs> Stallone Spy Kids connection? Yes. But well, we've been all over the place with, with this episode. So let's let's start to bring it to a close here and uh, talk about our rating system, a negative five to five scale. Would anyone like to go first? Yeah, I'll start. Okay. Uh, I'll give it a three. Okay. Uh, this movie is a blast. Uh, it's kind of real fun. And I think it kind of nails, it really nails what it's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's trying to be as all of the other, other like kid spy movies that we've seen. They're trying to emulate James Bond, but they all fail at it. Mm-hmm. And this movie, I think it, it nails by getting to the absurd of the James Bond like history yeah. Uh, so that way it works for kids and this movie is not afraid of just like doing that and then also just being for kids by making the villain have a children's show and the villains, the, the, the thugs are all just robotic children who they have to fight. Um, again, the, the, um, I think they make a great decision of not having just like one kid falling in love with a different kid as is getting to spy things. So between mm-hmm. being two brothers or brother and sister, mm-hmm. uh, their dynamic seems way more natural. It's way more interesting and they have a real good chemistry. Yeah. Uh, and everyone in this movie is nails it. Uh, Rodriguez has a very uh, knack to make the, the action scenes are all kind of really well done. Uh, the comedy works and the, the children's stuff all, all fits in. Also, isn't it smart good. to have like the villains that they fight in the movie you can have violence done against because they're robots. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it, and it's there's a, not even, you can kind of get away with it. It, do, it doesn't feel as, as graphic. There's not a lot. Yeah. And even like the violence they do have is like throwing someone across the room. It's a lot of like wire work. It's fun. And, it yeah. looks fun. And there's like, they use like, like the gumballs that are electric and like spit them on that. So yeah, they do like creative things with it. I'm also going to give it a three. Um, 
and this is coming from a guy who gave Agent Cody Banks a, a negative five. Um, <laughs> it's it's fun, it's light, it's simple, and I think it's good for all ages. Uh, I, I I felt the same as I did when I watched it as a kid. I don't think that there was any sort of new revelations necessarily. Um, it definitely wasn't worse than I was. Uh, so uh, I think a solid three for sure. That's it. Simple review. Chris? I, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. I think this is a really slick, mm-hmm. fast, very watchable movie. Mm-hmm. I, again, I watched this alone as a 32-year-old man on a VHS tape. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that I just happened to find and uh, really enjoyed myself. Had a really good time, and it's it's quick. That's what's really nice about it. It just the story just moves. The comedy beats still work really well. Mm-hmm. Like I find myself laughing at a movie that's directed towards kids, but I think hits with a wider audience. And I just think it's really good. It held up much better than I was anticipating. Because even going into it, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna look bad." Like, I was like, "This movie's right. over twenty years old." I was like, "I don't think it's gonna look as good as I remember." It. And I was mm-hmm. like, "You know what?" The it doesn't, but it works because it's cartoony. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was like, mm-hmm. the CGI is not sharp, but it's also not like intended to be. Mm-hmm. And it still works really well. I'm going to dock at a point because uh, there was no smell-o-vision for this. Um, and <laughs> or I just, this one was not in five. 3D and did not have smell-o-vision. Yeah, I had to just smell my own farts instead. <laughs> not a pleasant experience. <laughs> Do not recommend. Yeah. If, you could, uh, if you could smell one thing from this movie, what would it be? <laughs> Uh, I actually have an answer. What is it? Oh my god! The, the Call of Gugino's oh, sweat. You know what? I wasn't gonna say that, but now that you brought it up, um, are you gonna say like the Big Mac? Her, her must. You know, like, oh, oh, her must. Is, yeah, I, I was, smell her farts. I was, <laughs> yeah, there's like they give you the card, and there's four different farts for like every member of the family, and they're like, we we did we researched this for months. We got their farts down to a science. I'm just over here violently scratching at Carlo. Yours is like scratched through. (laughs) God. Um, I was going to say the Big Mac. Yeah, the Big Mac. Good joke, Chris. (laughs) Okay. Well, is there really anything left to say about this movie? Um, No, I think it's enjoyable. I think all, all of the adult actors do a really good job nailing the tone of this movie yeah yeah well i think this was a nice setup a nice intro and i kind of felt like we've been watching some real bad movies lately i, what, I have one more question though too yeah. is is this danny trejo's best movie maybe like he's in better movies from dust Talk. you think that's his best role no i don't know i he's like he's uh, in better stuff like he's in like boy? he's in like heat you know like uh, but on air is this yeah <laughs> i mean he, uh Actually, he's actually pretty good. <laughs> he's in pretty good it's a good role. He's, it's, he's gross, <laughs> but he's really good in it. But uh, he's delightful in this. I think Danny Trejo, can, when he's utilized correctly, is there a second can do Danny kind Trejo? of anything. Is there a second Danny Trejo? I it, feel like it's we've done at third. least two. It's also our second Alan Cummings. What was the first one? Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so Danny Trejo's what? In Bubble Boy? And what else? I don't know. The, I'd, the, I'd, have to, I'd really I mean, have to look. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, this, this was sort of, <laughs> I wish this was sort of a light, easy movie just cause the last few movies I picked were hard to watch. So this was great, but I'm really excited about the second and maybe even I, the third I think one. we have a few coming down the barrel that are yeah. like, I think our next four or five are all going to be a lot of fun. We're, we're not doing those next. I want to be clear for the listener that our next movie is not going to be spy kids too, but it will be coming up. Uh, yeah. I've been, this is the last this is coming on the last day of August. We made it through the whole summer, more or less. 
And so now it's September and then spooky movie season, our favorite time of year. Favorite month. Yeah. And then November, we'll probably do a few holidays. I don't think it's going to be four solid weeks of holiday movies, but you know, we'll pick a few. Um, Yeah. So a lot of fun stuff coming, coming down the pipe. Uh, Any last thoughts or anything? Okay. Uh, yeah. What, what do you? What do you, What do Lee think? Has anyone ever had a shiitake oh, mushroom? Yeah, Lee's been passed out this whole time. Mushrooms. Yeah, I've yeah? Had shiitake mushrooms. They're good. Yeah, I don't even know great. if I've had them or not. I can't actually say. I have well, no idea. next time you, if you like go to a place and order one, you have to say, "I'll have the shiitake mushrooms." What? Um, is there a certain like ethnic food that that is accompanied with that I need to seek out? Uh, what I've are you seen a lot of times in well, in like some, okay, in like Japanese if I'm looking, cuisine stuff is usually what that's I've what I'm seen. asking. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But like my mom sometimes would just put it in a salad. Yeah. Okay. And fry them up. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Mushrooms are good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, enough with mushroom talk. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you stick around for the trailer for next week's movie because it's gonna be a blast. And we'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. In 1962, the Cuban Missile Crisis was heating up. And the threat of nuclear war drove the Weber family underground. How long will we have to stay down here? 35 years. 35 years. For three decades, they lived a fairly normal life. But their son has become a man. What did you wish for, son? Now the time has come. I wish that I could meet a girl. For Adam to step out and discover the world. What is it? The sky! I have never in my life seen anything like it before! Oh, my lucky stars! A Negro! By what? Well, smart mademoiselle. Let me guess something. This is your first visit to La La Land. From New Line Cinema. I've never driven before. And the director of the First Wives Club. Hi. One champagne cocktail. I thought only hookers drank this. Well, I know Mom sure likes them comes a story about a guy in his 30s. What have you been doing? I've been watching television in color. Stuck in the 60s. I love sushi. I love Lucy. Looking for love in the 90s. You're a nice boy, but what Eve needs is a nice man. Shall we dance? He does a great big cosmo, so big cigar. He looks like the king and he acts like a star. When you see him drive by, he goes Brendan Fraser, Alicia Silverstone, Christopher Walken, and Sissy Spacek. Blast from the past. Never